Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Here's Pastor Mark Pearl. Enjoy the message. If you want to, find in your Bibles Matthew chapter 8. Matthew 8. And we, you know, we talked uh, one Sunday, uh, it might have been a couple Sundays ago, on the, on the subject of authority, and we talked about having a revelation of it. You know, because a lot of the church doesn't know that we have authority. How many know that? Yeah. You know, and so I'm going to kind of continue on that theme tonight. But you know what I want to talk about tonight is about this. And you'll see how this connects with authority. I want to talk about speaking right words over your life. You know, and not just when you're in trouble. <laughs> not just when a storm hits. But, uh, you know, 24-7, Amen. How many know God's awake 24-7? So is the devil. Amen. So are angels. So are demons. So you don't, you, you, you know what? Now, you know, I'm just going to say this off the bat because I know this wouldn't be an issue with you. But with a lot of churches, it'd be an issue just to, if you even said that your words have some kind of authority. A lot of churches have an issue with that. But that's just simply because... We've remained in an infantile state in most churches. Did you know, now this is, you know, if you didn't bring your Bible, this isn't a shot at you, so don't, don't think that. But, but did you know most churches don't even bring their Bibles any, they don't even bring their Bibles to church any longer, so I don't know how they know whether they're being taught the truth or not. Yeah. You know, I don't know about you, but I like to bring my Bible, I'll, you know, or you maybe have it on your device, your phone or something like that, uh, you know. Uh, whatever your whatever your format happens to be, but you need to put your eyes on the word, yeah. amen. amen. And so I kind of I still like the you know this you know the the leather, you know paper, all that. It's still it's still my deal. I, I have it on other things, you know. I got it on my phone, got it on my iPad. But brother, you know, it's like like brother Copeland said one time. No one years from now is going to go. Oh, I found Papa's iPad. They're not going to say that. I found his Bible. I still got my grandma, one of my grandma, her Bible, you know. She used to tell me, she said, now if you ever, you know, she'd tell me this stuff. I wasn't even saved. If you ever, if you ever start bleeding and you can't stop, go to Ezekiel, 30, Ezekiel 16 where it says, I saw you in your blood and I said, live. Well, thank you, grandma. That's wonderful. <laughs> After she passed on, I got her Bible and I went to Ezekiel 16 and there was blood stains on her Bible. I thought, oh, she... She knew what she was talking about. She was using it. She wasn't just preaching. She was practicing it. Amen. So anyway, you know, for a lot of people, they don't understand. They, 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 they don't think their words mean, mean anything. I, I mean, they'll just say anything, and they don't realize that, that they're really destroying their life by their mouth because you have authority. Amen. Now let's look here in Matthew chapter 8 and verse number 5. This is a scripture we've looked at. I know Pastor Jerry, I'm sure, has preached from it. Pastor Chuck, uh, I've preached from it different times. But it's a really good scripture. In Matthew 8, verse 5, it says, When Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, that's a soldier, that's over at least 100 men, beseeching him and saying, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, or paralyzed, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, You know, if it's God's will, I'll come and heal him. He didn't say that, did he? Most preachers would today, but Jesus didn't say that. He said, I'll come and heal him. The centurion answered, and he said, Lord, I'm not worthy 
that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me, and I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And, and, and the Bible says that Jesus, when he heard that, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So, I mean, if that, Jesus said that about this guy, we probably want to know a little bit about this guy, don't we? Amen. And he went on to say in verse 13, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go your way, as you have believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant shall be, and his servant was healed in that selfsame hour. But I want to go back, and I want to look at verse 8 and 9. Because the centurion tells Jesus, he says, You, you don't have to come under my roof, just, just speak the word, and my servant will be healed. And then he explains why he said that. He said, Because I'm a man under authority, and I have people under me, and I say go, and they go, and I say do this, and they, they, they do it. Listen to this. This is, a, this is a, another a Bible. I want to read it to you out of this Bible. This is the, uh, the Message Bible, which is just, you know, it's a paraphrase. I mean, no paraphrase, just, it, it's not a translation. So, it, you know, you can't really say, you know, it's, it's, it's accurate, but it, sometimes it is. And so, but I really liked the way it said this, and I thought this, this really brings it out. It's another way to think about it. Uh, uh, verse 8, I think it is, he says, he said, Oh no, oh no, said the captain, I don't want to put you to, at, at all to that trouble. Listen to this now. Just give the order, and my servant will be fine. For I am a man who takes orders and gives orders. I tell one soldier, go, and he goes, and to another come, and he comes, and my slave, do this, and he, and he does this. And uh, it says Jesus was taken back, and Jesus said, I've, I've yet to come across this kind of simple trust in Israel, the very people who are supposed to know all about God and how he works. How, how he, all about him and how he works. Now, the point here is, what Jesus said, I've never, this is the greatest faith I've seen. I want to know about this guy, don't you? I don't want to. I don't want to be the one where he said, you know, I, I, he marveled at their unbelief. I want to be at the one where he said, "This is the greatest faith I see." Well, what was so great about his faith? Well, it was because he recognized that Jesus had authority by his words, and he said, "I understand. You don't have to come and lay your hands on her." You know. Now Jesus said, "I'll come and heal her." He was going to go lay his hands on her, on her, wasn't he? He was going to go to the guy's house, but the guy said, "No, don't. I don't want trouble. You don't do that. Just speak the word only, and my servant will be healed." And he said, "I, I understand how this works. You got authority," and he said, "I have authority. It's a natural authority, but I got authority because I'm under somebody's authority. I have authority. Somebody's got authority has given me authority. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah! And I'm under their authority. And all I got to do is just speak. And you know, my my servant does this." Or does that? The soldiers that I'm under, if I just speak to them, how many know they just, they got to obey, right? Amen. Amen. Come on, how many have watched Gomer Powell, United States Marine Corps? Then you know how it works, right? Golly. Shazam. How many know it really doesn't work like that, that in the Marines, right? How many know Gomer would be out in no time? But uh, it was so funny, wasn't it? Amen. But, you know, and if, you, if, if you've never seen that show, well, then you Google it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But, but I, I thought, thought that's pretty cool. He said, I, I give orders, and I know how this works. Yeah. Hallelujah. So what is he saying? He's saying, we have authority 
uh, he was saying to Jesus, you have authority by your words. Well, I'm here to tell you, we have that same kind of authority because we saw that we're seated with him in heavenly places in Christ, right? So if we're there with him, how many know we got the same authority he has because it's his authority he's given to us? Amen? So that's why, you know, when we take communion, I'll say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. so. And, and you don't just say so, but you say what? <laughs> right? That really So, so what? <laughs> How many know you need to say so what, right? <laughs> How many got that? You got to say what you're redeemed from, right? Amen. That's why I love, you know, I, 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 say, I quote this psalm a lot, but I love this psalm in Psalm 103 where David said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name, who forgives all my iniquities. Isn't that good to know? Anybody ever had any iniquities? Needed? Has it? Don't raise your hand. Has anybody sinned since you got saved? <laughs> Aren't you glad he forgives all of our iniquities? Yes. Amen. But then he goes on and says he heals all of our diseases. Yes. Amen. You know, David lived a hard life. I don't know, you know, if you study his life, he lived a hard life. He, he died kind of young, really. I mean, he died when he was about 70. But that, you know, he didn't die of disease. He just wore his body out. I mean, the guy fought all the time. Remember, he's going to build the, te- the, the, the temple. And the Lord said, no, you can't do it. You're a bloody man. I'm going to have your son build it. You've had a lot of wars. There's a lot of stuff here. You know this. But he, he was a lover of God, wasn't he? Amen. And he wrote many psalms. And he, he, the Bible says he was a man after God's own heart. So that tells you a lot, doesn't it? But, you know, he lived hard. But, God, but he said God still healed all these diseases, you know. When he's like 59 or 60, he went out to fight. And the Bible says that, you know, he grew faint. And they said, hey, you're not doing this anymore. You know, you know, because he just he'd just been in so many wars. He was just wore out. He was just, you know, he'd been too many battles. But but thank God, even though all that, he said, the Lord heals all my diseases and he redeems my life from destruction. Well, yes. that's good to know today, isn't it? And he crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He fills my mouth with good things. Everything the Lord's given me has been good. So that my youth is renewed like that of the eagles. Amen. Hallelujah. So praise God. I, you, know, I'm, I, I, you know, I don't know about, you know, people have visions of what's going to happen to them when they get old. Well, I have visions of what's going to happen to me when I get old. I'm just going to stay strong. Amen. 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 I'm going to stay strong. I'm not going to be beat down. I'm not going to be, in, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not belittling anybody, but I'm not going to be beat down or beat up. I'm going to stay strong. Amen. I'm going to stay strong. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. His mercy endureth forever. And so I'm just going to stay strong. And uh, when it's time for me to go, just just go. Amen. Now, let's talk about this, speaking right words over your life. Now, what do we mean by that? Does that mean when you get in trouble, you say the right things? That's the way most people identify that. But really, it's 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 an ongoing thing. That we do all the time because we, it's the truth. We speak the truth over our lives. See? So we speak truth. Amen. And you know, you'll say things about yourself that if I said to you, you'd, you'd get mad. I mean, you might say, I'm just so stupid. And if I call you stupid, then you're upset. And all I'm doing is agreeing with you, you know. If I said, boy, Travis, you're just so stupid, you know. 
Now, Travis, he wouldn't get mad because he's, you know, Brittany's told him that so many times. No, I'm, <laughs> and he probably had it coming every time, you know. Well, maybe not every time. But how many know? How many know we say things over ourselves that we don't want people saying about us, right? How many know we shouldn't do that, right? right. Amen. And this isn't like a positive confession thing, you know, where I'm, go- I'm going to say something positive and twist God's arm. No, this is just, we're just declaring who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Yeah. See, that's what Philemon said, that we're, to, we're, to, we're to, uh, to confess every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. See? That's what the Bible says. Now, I want you to go in your Bible to Genesis chapter 1. I want to show you this uh, out of the book of Genesis and how, you know, this is the way God does things. In Genesis chapter 1, go there, Genesis the first chapter, and uh, let's go to, uh, and let me help you, Genesis is the first book of the Bible. I'm, have you found it? Praise God. All right. Verse chapter 1. I'm just messing with you. Chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and earth. I mean, that sells it for me. You know, well, you have to believe in evolution because of the science. Listen, 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 listen. If science doesn't line up with the Bible, it's junk science. True science lines up with the Bible. You know, and, and you know, and the Big Bang theory. Wasn't there a Big Bang? Well, if it was, God's the one that set it off. Right. Amen. And and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. And God said, everybody say, God said. God said, let there be light, and guess what? There was light. What did God do? Well, how many know He saw the darkness, but He didn't curse the darkness. He didn't talk about the darkness. He spoke light into the darkness. How many know sometimes there's darkness in our lives because we live in a dark world? But we, we should be like God and speak light into the darkness. Now look at verse 6. And God said, let there be a firmament. Verse 9. And God said, let the waters uh, under the heaven be gathered together. Verse uh, 10, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven. Um, Verse 20, and God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly. Verse 22, and God blessed them, saying, be fruitful and multiply. Verse 24, and God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature. Verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion. Verse 28, And God said unto them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth. Is anybody getting a clue of the way how God does things? He says it, right? He says it. And how many know he has faith about it? He didn't say this, and let's just see if this comes to pass. You know, we'll see what happens here. No, he had faith in it, didn't he? He, he just spoke it. Well, that's God. Well, listen to me. Then I'm going to talk to you about how, you know, God expects us to operate the same way in our lives. I'm not just saying anything, but saying what the Word says about us. Amen. See, Hebrews 11.3 tells us that God framed the world by, by His words. By His words. Well, I mean, we, frame, we can frame our life by our words. You certainly, it, is there any married people in here? How many know you can definitely frame 
<laughs> your marriage by your words. Amen. You know, guys, after a while you learned or certain things, you, you just shut up about it. Isn't that right, Mona? James still hasn't learned, but, you know, maybe a few more knots on his head, he'll get it figured out eventually, you know. Well, I mean, you know, how many of you follow what I'm saying? You can have peace in your house or you can have discord, discord in your house by the, words you, you, by the words of your mouth. You're framing your world, see. And that's the way life is. You frame your world by the words of your mouth. Amen. Now, you know, I said this one time, I'm not saying your words like a magic wand, you wave over, everything's going to be okay. But if you, if you repeatedly say what the Bible says about you, then that will begin to happen in your life. That will begin to come to pass. That will begin to manifest because you're speaking in line with the Word of God. Amen. And you're speaking light into the darkness. Amen. And so it's real important that we speak good things over our life instead of bad things. Quit saying, and I'm not saying accusing you, but if you are, quit saying, I'll never have anything. I'll never, I'll never amount to nothing. Start saying what the Bible says. What's the Bible say? Well, you have you know, got to read the Bible, right? What's the Bible say? Well, the Bible says you're more than conquerors through him that loved you. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. These are not just cliches. These are the word of God. Amen. And so we have to, we have to make sure that we're just saying what the Bible says about us. I mean, it couldn't be wrong saying what the Bible says about you. You hear people say, well, you're just one of those name it and claim it people. <laughs> Have you ever been called that? It doesn't really offend me because you're a doubter and do without her. <laughs> now, listen, let's clarify something here. I don't name anything, but I do claim what God has already named. I don't make anything up. I don't name anything. God's named it. He, he's named me. He's told me what I have. He's told me who I am. He's told me about my inheritance. Amen. I'm glad to know about my inheritance. You know, it could be life or death what church you go to. I wouldn't go to a church that didn't teach me about my inheritance. I'm sorry. My life's too precious to mess, or, to mess with it. So is yours. So I'm going to go where they know about my redemption. Amen. If they don't know whether it's God's will to heal you, I don't need them pastoring my soul. If they don't know whether it's God's will to meet your financial needs, I don't need them pastoring my soul. If they, if they, don't, know what, if they don't know the will of God in those areas and areas of your life, I don't need them pastoring my soul. I don't need that. I want somebody that knows. I don't care how nice they are. Nice doesn't get you to heaven. Nice doesn't get you healed. The Word does. Amen. 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 Well, I tell you what, I just like that pastor over there because, Pastor, you don't have hair and he's got hair. Well, you're so deep. You're about to bury yourself. <laughs> really, you don't believe that America is that shallow. Really, truly. You know, we just had that presidential debate, you know, that uh, about, I don't know, what it was a month ago, three weeks ago, whatever it was. And I'm, I'm reading those stories, you know, like they're like, like trying to find out who won. And, you know, who won? And, and, and you know, and, and, and they're all talking about, well, 
They had the most charisma. They had the most style. They had. I want to know what they're saying. That's who won to me. Who said the right things? <laughs> Not the guy that was, the, you know, the most charisma, the most polished. Shoot far, I'll take somebody that can't talk plain, as long as they're saying the right things. Are you listening to me? Uh, listen, I'm, I'm that way, man. I don't know about you, but I'm that way. I want truth, man. If you can polish it at the same time, praise the Lord. But I'll take the truth. It's like a restaurant. You know, I have friends, they want to go to the restaurants where there's all the ambience, you know, nice and pretty inside. I want to go where the food's good. You know, truck stop 607 or something where they know how to fry bacon. Moving right along. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. All right. Now, look at Proverbs 18. This is a scripture we've looked at a lot. But let's go back there again. Proverbs 18. I've got a few things I want to look at tonight before we go. Because it's real important that we speak right words over our life. If we want our lives to go, go good, part of it is the, our words, right? Now, I want you to think about it. What, is, what does life consist of anyway? Just think about this. What does life consist of? It consists of three things. Thoughts, words, and deeds. You can't sin in any other way than by thought, word, or deed. You can't do righteousness any other way than by thought, word, or deed. All of life is controlled by our thoughts, by the words we speak, and by our actions. Isn't that correct? Yes. All of it. There's nothing outside that realm. And so if you get, if you get your words right, you're going to have a third of it f figured out. And I'm convinced if you get your words right, you'll get your actions right. You'll get, your, you'll get your thoughts right. Amen. Are you telling me we got to watch what we say again? <laughs> I know you always should have. Amen. Say what, and I'm, all I'm saying is just say what the Bible says. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? Just say what the Bible says about you. Amen. Now look at this, because let me just, let me stop for a minute, all right? I'm preaching to you from 40 years of studying this. And so you, don't, you, you may not know what, what I know. You may know more than I know. But my point in saying that is saying this. If you, were to take, if you were to just take this one subject about words and look at the Bible, you would be shocked how much it talks about it. I know because I have taken the time to look at, at all the scriptures, you know. I've dug it out. I've studied it out. It's just, full, it's just full of what we say with our mouth. Jesus said, by your words you're justified, by your words you're condemned. Didn't he say that? Um, so here's the thing. See, see it, it's all through the Bible, but you have, to, you, you have to, you know, really intentionally look for it to see how much it's really in there which is a lot. So let's, let's look at this, Proverbs 18, verse 20. It says, uh, this is, the, once again, the King James says, A man's belly or his innermost being shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Well, that would be his words, right? And with the increase, the word increase also means harvest of his lips. He's, he's going to be filled. So you're going to harvest off your mouth. Amen. 
you know, and, and death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What does that mean? They that love it. They that love to talk are going to eat the fruit of their talk. See, you don't want, you don't want to say anything with your mouth that you don't want in your life. You know what I'm saying by that? See, your mouth will get you in trouble. You know, when I was in third grade, I think it was third grade, it might have been fourth grade, uh, I smarted off to a teacher. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, th- that teacher, it wasn't my teacher, but, in, but it was the next door across the hall teacher. She came into our class and asked for something, and I said something to her that I shouldn't have said. And she told my teacher, she said, if I had that mouth in my class, I'd cave it in. And how many know in those days they could actually do that? And then when you got home, your parents would cave it in? They'd follow up. It's like, man, I've already been beat. Well, you're getting it again. Right? See, I got an F in citizenship one time. An F in citizenship. You can't get much lower than that. I, they almost removed my card to the human race that year. An F in citizenship. And when I came home and my dad saw that, man, he adjusted that. The next time I had a, I had a B or at least a B or an A in citizenship. Because they gave us citizenship grades in those days. Let me know that. You, whether you're going to make it or not as a citizen of the United States. <laughs> How many remember that? I mean, it was just Pike County that did it. I don't know. But they gave us citizenship grade. How good you've been, you know. And, and one of my teachers, one of the teachers in, in school, he, say, he said this. He said, told me, he said, you're going to turn out like Adolf Hitler. How many know he missed it? Amen. Now here I am preaching the gospel. The guy was a false prophet, wasn't he? So I'm just making a point. I, I, I needed some help when I was younger. And, uh, you know, my dad helped me with the citizenship thing. You know, he fixed it. He adjusted that. And so, so you, you know, this is, this is what Proverbs is talking about. It's talking about you're going to harvest off of your mouth. Does that mean, well, if I say one wrong thing? No, but what he's saying is what you continually plant, that's what you're going to have. So you have to plant the right seeds. I know this is so simple, but you know what? Your mouth wants to say things that it shouldn't say, doesn't it? Have you ever, like, wanted to give somebody a piece of your mind? I got a friend in the ministry who said, don't do that because you don't have that many pieces. He said, you know, we only use like, he said, we only use, I forget what he's telling us. He, we only use 8 to 10, 12% of our mind right now. The rest of it's dormant, so don't give any of it away. You're going to need it all. But how, how many know, you're, 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 it's like that sometimes, you know, your mouth just wants to say things. And, and, you know, but you can't just let it do that. Amen? Amen. You got it. You're, how many know you're the keeper of it? Yeah. With the Lord's help, right? So, so death and life are in the power of the tongue. Where's death and life? It's in the power of the tongue. That's what the Bible said. I said, that's what the Bible said. The Bible said it. Not, not, not some faith preacher. The Bible said death and life is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it is going to eat the fruit of it. If you like to talk, just make sure you're talking right. Amen. My mouth got me in a lot of trouble before I learned better. To thank God, you know, once I got a hold of the Bible, then I realized just how much trouble I'd cause in myself. Now, let's look um, 
I tell you what, let's go to the New Testament. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. You getting anything tonight? I like that, you know, Proverbs 12, 4 says this. It says something like this. It says that um, a man shall be satisfied with the, with the fruit of his mouth. And a man's, a man's hand, the, the labor of a man's hand shall be recompensed to him. So it's just saying, you know, you get the fruit of your mouth, you get the labor of your hands. Just like you can work with your hands, you can work with your mouth. You need to employ your mouth into the kingdom of God. Amen. Where it says the right things. Amen. Thank God. God, this, I'm going to show you in a minute here, and we're, 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 going to, we're going to talk about this just a minute. This is how you get God's help in life. And I'll show that to you. But I want you to go to Ephesians chapter uh, 4. Go there, chapter 4. Got it? Ephesians chapter 4 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister what? What's he supposed to minister? What's he supposed to minister? Grace unto the hearers. That means... Well, how many know you hear it, right? It's supposed to minister grace, God's power, God's ability, God's blessing unto those that hear it. And, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. So you put these verses together, and it lets us know you, when we don't speak graceful things out of our mouth, it grieves the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God gets grieved. Amen. How many know we don't want to, we, we, want, we want to release the blesser, amen, who's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Didn't we just read in Genesis chapter 1, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters, and when God said it happened, well, the Spirit of God was bringing it to pass. The Bible says that God created the world by the breath of His mouth, by the Spirit of His mouth. He spoke things, and the Spirit of God did them. Amen. Amen. And so this is the way it works for us. Remember, the Bible says that the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. So the Spirit has a weapon He uses. It's called the Word of God. But how many know He doesn't just use it on His own? It's when we speak it out of our mouth. You've got to know that. You see, like the Bible talks about that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. Well, that's true, but how many know He does it when you're praying? He has to have, he, he, how many know what the, the Bible calls him the comforter in the King James, right? Um, that word comforter. It also means helper. Well, what's a helper? It's someone who what? In that deep. What's the ministry of helps? It's people that help. So what is a helper? Well, a helper means that they're not doing it all on their own. Amen. I had a job one time when I was young as a helper, man. You know, I just did whatever it was to help. Amen. You know, <laughs> one time I, my job was to not, to not let the cows get out. We, I was working for my uncle, you know. He, uh, he, had, he was a construction guy, you know, and built houses. And I would work for him, uh, you know, when I get, in the summertime sometimes. And so the very first time I went to work for him, I was like 11 or 12 years old, and he hired me to work for him. 
and his construction thing. And they were taking this big old hill. It was like inside this cow pasture, you know. And they had this big old mound of dirt in there, big old hill. And they were taking that dirt and they were, they were bulldozing it out of there and loading it into dump trucks. And he was taking it to con construction site to use. And so you'd have to open the gate to let the dump trucks in. So my job was to, let, to open the gate, let the dump trucks in, and make sure the cows didn't get out. And I just remember, I don't know why this stands out in my mind. You know, I just remember this, this of, of all that I did on that job, this stood out in my mind. I'm standing there one time, and I'm looking at this bull, and he's looking right at me. He was, he was a white bull, and he's looking right at me, and I'm thinking, what am I supposed to do if he wants to get out? <laughs> you know? But, you know, all I'm doing, I'm, I'm just helping, man. I'm, I'm helping. So, so, so that tells me if the Holy Spirit's the helper, how many know he's going to help somebody? That somebody's you. Amen. So if you don't get involved, he doesn't have anything to help. He's, our, he, he's a helper. He's an intercessor. I like that King James word. That's a good word. Comforter. Man, you know, on, good, on a cold winter night, how many ever had a big old thick comforter? I used to stay at grandma's, you know, and they didn't have heat like they didn't have like central heat. They had a stove and that stove was in the uh, there was one in the kitchen area, the dining room area. And there's one in the living room area. But there wasn't any heat in the, in the bedrooms. And so and this is not this. You know, I'm not telling you a sad story, you know, like your parents used to tell you. This is the truth. You know, uh, sometimes ice would get a skim of water would get a skim of ice over the top of it in those bedrooms because it'd get so cold in there. But man, those old comforters, man, Grandma had those comforters she'd throw on you. Man, those were our blessing, praise God. Well, that's the way the Holy Spirit is. When we come to the Lord, we get baptized in the Holy, Holy Spirit, He throws a comforter on us. Amen. Hallelujah. And He's a helper too. And He'll help us. Amen. So when we say things, when we talk in line with the Word of God, it gives the Holy Spirit something to do in our life. He can go to work. He can help. And so that's why I don't, you know, I don't just make positive confessions. People talk about positive confessions. I don't make, per se, positive confessions. I just talk the Word over my life. Because a lot of times when we talk about, well, that's a negative confession... Well, listen, if you know the word, how many know you don't have to be pulled over by the confession cops? We used to do that when I first got started. We'd pull you over, man. What'd you say? Anybody remember those days? I do. We'd pull you over, you know. And so, but no, it's a matter of that you're just saying what God's word has said about you. Amen. And so, you know, the scripture tells us this. This is Proverbs 15, 4. I like this. It says, the, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Now, here's the interesting thing. When you look at my cross-reference on my Bible, it says, the healing of the tongue is a tree of life. Wholesome, which means healing. A healing. When you get saved, how many know your tongue needs to be healed? You know, when I got saved, I just tell you my story, man. I mean, I just... I just thought, man, I'd given up a lot. I've told you this before. You've heard me say this before. It was just stupid, I just, but that's just where I was at. I thought because I'd quit drinking past Blue Ribbon, you know, 
and quit smoking dope and doing drugs, I thought, man, I have arrived. I've, I've really given it all up for Jesus Christ. Praise God. You know, and then, you know, the Lord let that go on for about two weeks or so, and then he started talking to me about my mouth and things I was saying. You know, I was calling people names and everything else and speaking things out of my mouth because my, I still needed some healing. <laughs> my tongue still needed a touch from Jesus. Amen? It had, had it gotten some help when I got saved, but it still needed some help. Amen. Well, you know, I, I've met people say, I don't care what you say, I'm going to say whatever I want to say. Well, help yourself. I hope you like eating that. Amen. You know, when the Bible says you're going to eat the fruit of your mouth, it's not talking about steak and salad. But just think about it in the restaurant. What are you, what are you going to eat in the restaurant? <laughs> all right, there's all true, true answers, I guess. You're gonna, you're, you know what you're going to eat in a restaurant? You're going to eat what you say. What'd you order? Amen. Have you ever, ever ordered something and wish you'd ordered something else? I, we, Phyllis and I, we went to this place uh, Sunday after church, and she's been riding me about getting hamburger there because Pastor Chuck got it, and he bragged about how great and wonderful it is, you know. And then he cuts his in half. I don't cut anything in half. Uh, and he takes half home, you know. And that's why he looks like he looks, and that's why I look like I look. But anyway, you know, so anyway, so she's like, she's been like, you got, you know, you know, she's been reminding me, try that burger, you got to try that burger, try that burger. And so I tried the burger, and, and the burger was good. But then I'm like, man, I wish I got steak. Because the steak here is really good. But I mean, I got what I said. She came, and she, and I'm, you know, I'm there, you know. I'm one of these guys, if I go to a restaurant, I've got like five things I want to order. You know what I'm saying? Some people go, they got it narrowed down. Not me, I got five things. And, and, and the more I think about it, the confuser I get. You know, and there's many times I'll order something, oh man, wish I'd have got that, you know. Now, I've never made the mistake of ordering a salad and wish I'd got the hamburger. I've never done that one. But I have ordered that and then, you know, wish I'd got this and wish I got it. How many know God, how many know God, God always gets the order right too, doesn't he? You know what I'm saying? And so does the devil. You order something from his menu, he'll, he'll supply it. But I, I like ordering off God's menu. Basically, that's what we're doing. That's a menu. God said, I've set before you life and death. Choose life. Blessing and cursing. Choose blessing. It's a menu. You just decide what do you want to order. Amen. I was, you know, and that, you know, God gets it right. I know restaurants mess up sometimes. I went to a restaurant one time and I ordered quail and they brought me fish. And I looked at that and I thought, man, that's a funny looking quail. And I didn't know any different. You know, I'm just, that's just me. It takes me a while to catch on. And I'm thinking that looks like fish. And, you know, there is a difference. Have you know that one flies, one swims. I like both, but I thought, you know, I, I'll try their quail here, you know. And so I told the lady, I said, is this quail, you know? And she goes, no, that's fish. I said, well, I ordered quail. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'll straighten. I said, no, I like fish. Just leave it. I'll eat fish. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm not the swiftest guy. One time I ordered, Phyllis and I went to this uh, drive-through place. What do they call them here in town? Well, in Newburgh, it's like a drive-in place. 
Sonic, you know. And I pull up in there, I pull up in there in this Cadillac. And, you know, there's, cat, I don't know if they make them like this today or not, but there was like a Cadillac DeVille, Cadillac Eldorado. So I have an Eldorado. So I pull in there and I order two corn dogs. We were eating healthy that day. So I order two corn dogs, and the lady brings the sack out, and she sets it down. She goes, is this an Eldorado? And I go, no, it's supposed to be two corn dogs. <laughs> she looked at me like, what an idiot. I still don't know what's going on. And as soon as she walked away and hit me, she's not talking about the meal. She's talking about the car. Boy, Phyllis and I, we had a time laughing at that one. And that woman probably thought, what nuts, man, I tell you. We get them all. They all come to Sonic. But let me know, life is like a menu. The devil's got a menu. God's got a menu. You, you, you need to learn to order off his menu. This is what I want for my life. We were in a Brother Juan's Mexican restaurant a few weeks ago, and there were seven of us at this table, you know. And this waiter comes up, and he takes our order. He doesn't write anything down, anything down. And I'm like, you got your phone on? You know, recording it, you know. No, no. And, you know, I, and when I go, you know, like some places like that, I'll, I'll leave off the beans. I don't want the beans and leave this off and put this on. And everybody's doing that mostly. Uh, well, I, yeah, but cook it extra this and all. And do this and do that. And I'm thinking there's no way this guy's going to get all this right. No way. You know what? He got everything right. <laughs> everything right. How many know God gets it all right? Even though there's millions of us praying every day, he still gets it all right. He said, oh, oh, man, you're the one that, oh, I, I, gosh. I didn't know you, I, I got it wrong. I, I gave you the wrong thing. I mean, God never does that. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Come on, are you getting something tonight? All right, let's close out. Let's go. Woo, familiar scripture, Mark chapter 11. There we go. Now we're finally in the Bible, right? Mark chapter 11. All right. This is, a, this is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. <coughs> Let me know. He would know, right? He'd get it right. <coughs> you know, the Bible says about Jesus that he's, it says, you know, I think it's in John's gospel. In chapter 6, it talks about, you know, you're of the earth and you speak earthly things. But Jesus said, you know, I speak that which I've seen and heard. I testify to that. I know I speak heavenly things. I mean, we need to learn to make sure that we speak over our lives the heavenly things, not the earthly things. Anybody can say that. Anybody can go to the donut shop and talk about how bad it is, how bad the economy is. And, and of course, you know, uh, and then, and what I mean by that is talking about how it's going to affect your life. How I many? I don't care how bad the government messes things up. I'm, my God still supplies my need. Isn't that right? So I'm, I'm not depending on them. I hope they get it right. It makes it easier for everybody. But I don't have a whole lot of confidence. Do you? I don't have confidence in people that are in debt and are borrowing to, to fix it. 
<laughs> you know, that doesn't work, right? It's like Charles Capps used to say. He said, if you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. There's a lot of wisdom in that. Just quit digging. It's time to stop digging, right? Well, they won't vote for me. Well, so what? Well, I might be out of power. Well, if that's all you're running for, you've got the wrong idea anyway. Amen. So anyway, so now let's look here in Mark chapter, Mark chapter 11. Go there. Verse 20, it says, In the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, said unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. We all know this story. Uh, and Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. So he's saying what he did by cursing the fig tree was faith in God. And then he went on to say this, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. So who invented this doctrine? Jesus did, right? This wasn't invented by Brother Hagin or some preacher. This was by Jesus. He's the one that said it. And he said, you, you can say to the mountain, be removed. And if you don't doubt, it will be removed. What does that mean? You can use your mouth to move things out of your life. By saying the right things. But that's if you believe it. If you don't believe it, then it wouldn't work. But Jesus said, if you believe it. What does that mean? Well, it means if God's promised it to you, how many of you can have faith for it, right? And he said, that's, he said this, is, this, is, this is having faith in God. Now, what does that mean, have faith in God? Have faith in God that I can speak to the mountain and the mountain will move. What does that mean? Well, it means I, Jesus is saying you need to have faith that God will back what you say. You say, listen now, <laughs> this is real important. You say and God backs it. I mean, it was God's power that cursed the fig tree, caused it to wither. I mean, Jesus cursed it, but it was God's power that caused it. He said it was faith in God. But he believed it. How I many of Jesus did say, Let, let's just try this to see if this works? <laughs> right? he, he said, let's try this. No, how I many know? He believed it. He believed it. And because he believed it, how I many know? And now, I many know he believed it because he heard the Father say, curse the fig tree, right? But how I many know? We got things in our life that we know the Word tells us doesn't belong there. Isn't that right? So instead of saying it has dominion over it over you, start saying, I have dominion over it. Amen. Turn that around. Get on, the, get on the side that God can back, not the devil. Amen. Don't say you can't when the Bible says you, you can. Don't say you won't have it when the Bible says it's been provided. Amen. Don't say, I'm going crazy when the Bible says you can have a sound mind. Don't say, I'm full of fear when the Bible says God didn't give it to you. Right. See what I'm saying? Don't say over your life what God didn't say about you. Now, I want you to think about this, and I'm closing right here. This is exactly what went wrong with Israel, and they couldn't get into the promised land. Not the first generation. Because the spies... Ten of them came back and said what they saw, not what God had said. 
Now let me ask you, did they see giants? They did, didn't they? Were they outnumbered? Were they outarmed? In the natural, they were. Were they outsized? Absolutely. But when God has said, I give you the land, it trumps everything else. And they came back and they said, we can't go in there because there's giants in the land. The land eats up the inhabitants thereof. If we go in there, they're going to eat our lunch. And the Bible called that an evil report and said they died by the plague before the Lord. But Joshua and Caleb said, let us go at once, for we are well able to overcome that, to overcome them, excuse me. And the Bible says they lived and they brought up a good report of the land and they got in the land, didn't they? Now, let's see, what's the difference here? Well, there are people that say, I only say what I see. I'm real. I'm a realist. I'm real. <laughs> You're real dumb for doing that because there's a better way. There's a better way. Amen. It wants to go back to the restaurant. I, I, you know, you, you say what you want. Amen. You don't say what you don't want. I've never yet, never yet gone to the restaurant and said, you know what, I'll take the, the sushi. Now, you may like sushi, but I like my food cooked. And I know some sushi is, but I'll take the sushi. You know, like, like this. Let me just say this. I'll close with this. This was a, such a funny thing to happen. You know, Pastor Ingolf Schmidt, how many know who he is? We ought to. He's been here like 1,200 times. <laughs> a little exaggeration. But he, he was with us one weekend. He was going to preach. And I said, what do you want to eat this weekend? He said, I want Asian all weekend long. Okay, I can do that. So I, I took him to the Chinese restaurant, the one I've told you about, that, that I told him, don't tell anybody I took you here because it's had health violations. But he likes to go there. And he told me, and I've told him, I said, Pastor Ingolf, this place has had health violations. My wife won't even go there. He said, I don't mind if you don't mind. I said, well, I don't mind. I'll eat there. I like their food. You know, I don't care if a rat escaped out of the kitchen. Greg saw it too, didn't he? Greg, Greg saw the rat run across the floor. I thought, well, he just got out of the kitchen. That's all. That's... But anyway, and I'm not naming them, right? Right? We're not naming them. But Pastor Ingolf wants to go there every time he comes here. That's, you know, can, can you take me to that place? I was, yeah. I said, just don't tell anybody. I'm taking you there. And so I just told you. But anyway, I didn't name it. But then I took him to another place. You know, it was downtown on, on the walkway, an, an, an Asian food place. It was really good. I, he, I, I got chicken wings, and um, he got uh, seaweed salad and tofu and rice. I never order seaweed salad. I never call for that. And he's just after me, oh, you got to try this, Pastor Mark. you got to try this, Pastor Mark. All right, I'll try it. I'm not impressed. I'm not flipper. I'm a human being. So, so he gets this. He gets this tofu and rice. It looks like chunks of chicken. When I later out found it, all it is is bean paste. And so he says, "Try this." So I tried it. I'm not impressed. 
But bless this guy's heart. I told Phyllis, I said, man, I wish I'd have been thinking. When we were leaving, you know, I had to park in his parking garage. And so we're walking the streets there in Evansville, and this homeless guy hits us up for, because Ingolf, you know, I don't have any to take home. I ate all mine at the restaurant. But Ingolf's taking some back to the hotel, and he's got that little white container. And this guy, this homeless guy sees that, and he says, can I have your food, you know? And so Pastor Ingolf gets it to him, and it's like after I've left and gone, I'm thinking, why didn't I take that guy and get him a hamburger? Because there was a hamburger stand there on the, on the walkway that day. I said, I should have taken him and got him a hamburger. He opened that thing up and thought, what in the world have I got? My gosh, this guy's worse off than I am. <laughs> Tofu and rye. He probably didn't even know what it was. You have in life what you ordered, right? <laughs> Charles Capps used to say, if you want the dog, don't call the cat. <laughs> Amen. What are we saying here? I'm just simply saying to you, life is all about thoughts, words, and deeds. Get your words right. Say over your life what God has said about you. Amen. Amen. That doesn't mean we never say, I've got this issue, I've got that problem. That don't get into any kind of weird bondage like that. That's not what I'm saying. People say, you don't feel good. And then somebody asks you how you feel. And you say, well, I, I, you know, I just feel like a million bucks. Well, no, you don't. You don't feel good. But you, you, you can say that, but don't stop there. Say what God said about you. See, the, listen to this, and this is, this is really finally it. The Bible doesn't say, the Bible says that God calls those things which be not as though they were. It doesn't say he calls things that are as though they are not. That's where it gets weird. Amen. Well, I don't have a broken leg. Well, why is it sticking out like that? Of course you do. But you could say, I'm going to believe in God to help me with this. Amen. Through whatever means we got to do here, God is going to help me with He's the He's the great physician. Amen. 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 Did you get something tonight? So this is one way we release authority, by speaking right words over our life. We have authority to live good lives, blessed lives. But we've got to speak speak what God said about us if we're going to do it. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.